Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. Daniel Routledge and Dave Forrester with you to go through all the action in the British Basketball League this weekend. Uh, and it wouldn't be a, a, a BBL weekend without a Bristol home game, it seems. No. They, no. they play every week at home. I think I should correct you, though. I think it's Sunday evening breakdown tonight. Well, it? it is, yeah, Sunday evening yeah, breakdown. Yeah. Uh, we have the antithesis of the, the, the 5.30 triumvirate. Yeah. Like everybody goes home after Plymouth finish at 3 o'clock. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so Plymouth, uh, sorry, Bristol, this is lit. They've almost played half their schedule, and we're not even in December, their home schedule. This was their eighth home game. Uh, but they won 78-73, uh, so there are 7-1 and one in those eight home games as well. So pretty good record for it. Um <laughs> Mahan out, uh, first start for Watson Gale. And, well, Bristol didn't get a single offensive rebound in the first four minutes, so obviously they were behind. Oh, no, wait, they went six for six and were 14-0 up. How does that work? uh, (laughs) Indeed. Well, Ben Thomas made a triple substitution after two and a half minutes, then called a team timeout after three and a half minutes. But but VJ King had 10 points on the board before Cheshire scored. Yeah, I mean, it's... The, the the interesting thing is that you know VJ King is playing the four spot. He's he's you know and Mahan coming out and they actually go even smaller when Watson Gale goes in the game as a starter. Mm. Now that means um that you have this kind of ability early on to influence a game because you have a significant quickness advantage at the four spot because I think it was Teague um and um and neighbor or Chirobi, I can't remember which one because they're toggling them at the moment. But either one, you know, King is pretty comfortable. He's an ex-G League player who, you know, played the three in the G League. So he's extremely comfortable outside, stepping back, shooting the threes that we see in the NBA nowadays and, and also uh, getting to the rim. And in the meantime, the guy that, you know, who's a perfect matchup for King, for Cheshire, is obviously Jamel Anderson, but he's kind of playing the three spot. So mm. if he picks up King, then somebody else has to pick up one of the really small guys like Miller or Ollison or Watson Gale. So that can't really happen. So the small for big thing made a difference for Bristol early, and that's you know it's the advantage of having so many guards that you can plug mm. in that you can keep that you keep that kind of system the way it was. But also, you know, you could have had you could have played Thomas Bell in there, and he didn't. Thomas mm. Bell came off the bench, um, so it could have gone a bit bigger with you know Bell, Del Pesh, and King at the three, and didn't do that. Um, and yeah, we've seen it a few times this season in games now. Cheshire have done it to a couple of teams as well as home, whereby teams have just not been ready to play on the road. Um and, and Cheshire, I think had Jack starting. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. No, he came in. He came, he was one of the triple early. subs that came yeah. on, yeah. Um and he gave them something because he gave them that extra kind of athletic body that you you need mm. at Bristol as well. And he's kind of stepped up a little bit. But no, I mean they are the ultimate feast or famine. Mm. Yeah, well, (laughs) they were feasting in the uh, first half of the first quarter and they were 20 to five up uh, with King making his third three. And then they went into famine mode, (laughs) Bristol, because Cheshire had 16 of the next 17 points in the quarter, finished 21-21, which was bonkers given given that Bristol had scored the first 14. Yeah, and I mean... It actually continued on in the second quarter as well, because I remember at some point in the second quarter, probably about five or six minutes in, thinking that Bristol hadn't made a field goal that wasn't a fast break for about mm. like the length of the game, you know, for about since halfway through the first well, quarter. Well, it was I've I've got it here because Jack was scoring well early in the second mm. quarter as well. Um, yeah. they they led uh, twenty three thirty two, so in ten minutes 
and 10 seconds, it went from 20 to 5 to 23 32. And as you say, one was a fast break lap and one was a free throw of the three that they scored. Yeah, so the half court basically just just dissipated, deteriorated, mm. disasterified, whatever whatever mm. D word you want to think about. It just fell off a cliff. And um but and Cheshire handled the boards well enough and looked after the ball well enough whereby Bristol couldn't get anything particularly much cheap. Um Cheshire are very systematic now. They all kind of know their roles. Mm. Um They've they've probably got a ceiling, but I'm not quite sure how high it is at this point. They're gonna they probably need Jack and Daniels to step up to to kind of extend their ceiling upwards. Mm. We haven't you know we kind of know what Daniels is. We're not sure what Jack is at the minute because he's shown some um, encouraging signs. You would say, mm. yeah. Um, you know, looking like a kind of a prototype BBL three. You know, knock down shots, get to the rim, attack and transition, that type of thing. Um, but other than that, they're kind of a little bit one pace Bristol. You know, if they're not turning you over, sorry, Cheshire, if they're not turning you over at the other end, that they're not going fast down, that they're running their stuff down the court. They're not mm. looking that quickly. Um, and, you know, that means you get into a situation where you have to make shots and you have to make shots consistently. Um, and that's where, you know, Will Neighbor comes in and Teague comes in and Anderson comes in. And they're the three guys who, if they make shots and, and they help off, so they help off the attention that Evans and Austin are getting. And if those guys are able to knock down shots, then they're a very tough team to beat. However, they can just as easily, you know, you know, they can be or five or they can be four or five. And that mm. can be the difference in the game. And that's a tough thing because it means that you're kind of going to be hovering around shooting variants on, on how well you, you play and, and whether you're in games and whether you win games. Mm. Um, and that kind of happened in this game, I thought. I thought Bristol... Because they got off to the start, they bought themselves some time. Then they got a little bit in transition going at the end of the second quarter. And then you, they just get to come out again and start flying around again. Mm. You know? Um, well, if we spin it forward to the to the end. So the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. Knicks had 10 in a row. Uh, Ollison um, got a fourth foul on a chase down block attempt. His reaction got him a fifth foul on a technical. Uh, and it's 52-62 after the free throws from that. Uh, with 9.17 to go in the game. Go on. I've just remembered as well, you know, the first bit of eccentric refereeing of the weekend, um, halfway through the first quarter, or I think it was the first quarter, second quarter, um, Larry Austin subbed in, dared to sub in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. A second before a ref had signaled a foul. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, it was, he was almost kind of... Um, Shoved back, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Roman wrestled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The referee back to the bench. Yeah. Everybody, everybody kind of, what's going on here? Whereas the foul was signaled, then he, then he walked in again. Yeah. I, I, it happened I, a couple I, of times in the Leicester game as well that I was it, doing where somebody got sent back and said, wait till you're told to come in. I don't mind people being sent back, but it's like, mm. you know, physically, you know, yeah, you, know yeah. you shouldn't be physically getting anywhere near a player. You know, that yeah. can... That can cause all sorts of stuff down the line. Mm. So I thought that was a bit bizarre. I know Ben Thomas was saying something. I just wish I knew what he was saying because mm. uh, I was quite entertained by it. But I thought that was just you know just you know you don't if you're the if you're the ref you got to be above that you mm. got to be above the chaos you got you know we go, oh, we go back that's it mm. that's all it takes he doesn't mm. go back give him the technicals easy yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't referee you can't referee the game you know physically at mm. all ever um, so that was a bit bizarre um, then yes yeah, so and Olsen got. Um, he must have said something. I think I don't know. Yeah, there was a bit of a sort of reaction to I mean, it, and, and it was it was also 
Keith Williams, which uh, I can't remember what your description of him was, but interventional. Yes, I mean, I'm not a fan of, um, I'm generally not a fan of technicals immediately after a player thinks he's got a bad call. Yeah. You know, unless a player has done something which is so clearly beyond the pale or embarrassed the referee. There's a couple more this weekend as well, uh, which we'll come on to. And, um, you know, because because the reason I'm not a fan of them isn't because maybe they shouldn't be technicals. It's because all the refs are so different. Yeah. It's because, you know, what is what is a, a, a horrendous slight to one referee, another one will, will, another one will make sure he's not looking. Mm. You know, and will not call it. And it's not necessarily, and, and as coaches, you kind of learn over the years that you're there, you know, you know who, you, who, who you're dealing with and what you have to do. But it shouldn't be that, mm. you know. It really should be, there should be a level of consistency in relation to that. And I, having watched all the games, and obviously we get the advantage of watching all the games, or mm -hmm. all the games. Um, you know, I don't see that consistency. You know, I see things happen, think, oh, he, that's a technical, and he's not called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah, I see something yeah. else happening, that's, that's not a technical. Yeah. And, and so it comes down to a little bit of lady look. And, yeah. and when, you, when it's a fifth foul for a player as well, and it's a fourth quarter for a player, um, unless they say something to you, yeah, um, you know, unless they, they, they express their discontent in a manner which is not consistent with a, a family audience on a Friday, on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. Bristol. Because um, there they... was a couple in the game today, one where Bell ran away and it turned out the foul wasn't on him, one where Fletcher ran away. And it's sort of like there's no real difference to that. And and again, we don't know. He might have he might have yeah, said yeah. something like that's yeah. very exactly. hard to believe, referee, in in, <laughs> in 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 more choice language. But in real time, you didn't even see what he did, did you? Like, uh, no, you didn't. And we had this thing you know, many years ago, you know, and we got told, you know, the the, the slap down, the crack down was visual mm. descent. Yeah. You know, visual descent is you can be anything. It can be a brief expression of frustration. It can be a Kind of a, a, a wrongly cocked snook mm. user, yeah, yeah, yeah. a phrase, you know, it can be a, a none of the Americans, if any of the Americans watch this, none of them, yeah, will be no, um, it will be, it could be just a, you know, almost almost a, a raised eyebrow or whatever. And um, I didn't like it, you know, it's yeah. like if that's, if that's, if that's going to be the case, right? You're going to take everybody up, yeah, okay, but there's there's a room to turn around and look the other way, yeah. And the other thing in situations like this, I don't want to kill the referees for, for, no. for one decision. Um, the other thing in situations like that, is, this is it's it's never it's never greatly clear to me, and certainly when I saw the reaction on the replay, is to how do we know he's not just frustrated that he's committed a foul in that situation rather than. Disagreeing with it's the very difficult, It's very difficult to assess an intent. Mm. And then again, to be honest, if if the, if the visual descent thing is all oh, they're showing, you know, they're, they're showing the referees up. Mm. That, that's why you're getting the technical. I'm like, okay, well, okay. So one is the referee being shown up. Two, mm. does the referee care? Three, was it the intent of the player to show the referee? Mm. Now you have, to have all of those. Three and did things. anybody see it? And four, did anybody see mm. it? You know, mm. so you have to have all of those things in play. From my view, and they all have to be positives before you can give a technical. I don't yeah. think that's the way that it's viewed. Anyway, moving on. Moving um, on. You know, again, that's it with the, the overall caveat that we never we weren't there, so we don't know. Yeah, so we don't know. Um, so uh, nine minutes to go, ten point gain. Uh, King and Miller then scored all of Bristol's points in a 17-4 run. The last eleven of them were unanswered to cut the game to to 69, uh, 66. Uh, and 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 you're thinking, oh, this is uh, this is going to be interesting here. 
Yeah, and I've talked about Feast of Famine, but they're also the um, absolute um, epitome of a hot hand team. Yeah. Bristol, you know, whether it's Watson Gale, or in this case, it was it was Miller in particular. Miller was kind of getting into the Manchester playoffs last year, mm. whereby you think every time he touches the ball, he's going to make a play. But he hasn't had, he hasn't really been that impactful the last couple of games. And uh, when he gets the ball, he can go on streaks. So they're, they're kind of carried by their streaks and their energy and their mm. and their defense, you know. Um, and it did strike. The other thing was halfway through the fourth quarter, Austin wasn't in the game. And I think Austin came out towards the beginning of the fourth quarter for a break. Which is always a gamble, um, because you never know when the game's going to stop to get it yeah. back. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I thought Cheshire went on a bit of a, um, a bit of a drought without him mm. in the game, uh, and um, he didn't get back into like the four minute mark. Yeah, I was just to hate taking guys out in the fourth quarter. Mm. Just, 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 you know, I mean, you might be if you're one of my best guys, best players. I need you in the game to win, and need you to win the game. Um, then the game goes so fast that the the rest that you get for a minute, two minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, I prefer you found a way of getting that rest on the court, or you move, we move you to guard somebody else, or you know maybe off the ball or something like that, and we just keep you in the game because you can make plays. And um, you know because the the, the the dirty secret is that you know players don't play forty minutes at full tilt in BBL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, don't play forty minutes at full tilt basically anywhere apart from international basketball, from what I can see. Mm. So they're all making sure that they're. Um, that they're ready. They're ready to go at the end. They all understand when the um, uh, when game time is, and so you know, having him out the, off the court, I thought they lost a bit of momentum offensively, and Bristol gained a little bit back. And the advantage of having Austin on the court is you're always a risk to go the other way to get mm. a cheap, or to, yeah, yeah. Or a cheap offensive rebound. And the yeah. other Cheshire being carried to wins with him with the kind of offensive rebounding or cheap steals and stuff like that. Um, he, he, that was a loss to them. So yeah, and then Cheshire kind of got close, but never really close enough. So neighbour turn around sixty nine, sixty eight. Uh, three minutes to go. Two minutes to go. King goes one of two from free throws. Seventy, sixty eight. Uh, Cheshire almost turned it over. Somehow neighbour kept possession, and then because of the scrambling defense, Evans was open under the basket. Neighbour found him, tied the game at, at seventy points apiece. One forty four to go. Bell with a big shot on the shot clock buzzer. That was a that was a play, wasn't it? I mean, mm. that was kind of a little. I don't know what I don't know how to describe that shot. I mean, they moved the ball around. Cheshire played excellent D, and Bell kind of, kind of lefty, flippy, floatery, eight footer off the wrong foot with half a second on the shot mm. clock. That's the type of shot if you're standing there watching it that you think, oh, not our night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's seventy-two seventy with one nineteen to go. Neighbor missed a three, and they foul. Uh, there was a foul on the rebound. Watson Gale made both free throws. Seventy-four seventy with one o two to go. Evans drove to the basket, missed. Flyers rebound. I thought he was fouled. Did you? I thought he was fouled. I mm. thought he got a hip check. Um, I thought there were two calls, both neither of which were made actually, so they balanced each other out. I watched it back straight away because you know when a player ends up going off with a and a 55-degree angle on a layup, you know, and, and, and he's on one of those straight-line drives from the 45-degree line. I thought, got, I thought, I thought um, Cheshire a bit unlucky not to get that call. But anyway, yeah. So, so, they're, so they're running the clock down a little bit. Watson Gale misses a three. Bell with the rebound. No quick foul from Cheshire, which I was a little surprised about. But then I'm guessing this is where you thought the other foul was. Anderson forcing a turnover and Evans away on the fast break for an and one. Spot on, absolutely. I thought that was a foul. I thought mm. it was, I thought it was pretty egregious. Um, it was a reach from behind. You got to be really, really clean to get the ball. And the and the, the 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 reality of it is, 
When you're reaching down, when you're swiping down from behind, generally always going to be a foul. Because mm. to get at the ball, you've got to go through the wrist. Whereas if you're swimming kind of in a almost a round arm cricket bowling motion, mm. kind of an underarm kind of motion, and you're going under the guy's arm, then you, that's when you can flick the ball from underneath. And the ball goes, and you can go the other way. And Anderson came down from the top, and I thought it was a clear foul. Um, but maybe, you know, that's things even themselves out. I suppose he gets his layup and... Uh, converts the yeah, 174.73, 16.4 yeah, seconds well. to go. Think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and th so then they foul immediately. King makes two free throws, 76-73, 15.7 seconds uh, to go. Timeout, no advance of the ball. Yeah. And then um, they guarded it pretty well, I thought. Neighbor got a contested three and, and it fell short, King, with the rebound. Yeah, it was little things. And, and you know, this is the thing, you know, to, to play winning basketball, ultimately, it's not about what you, what you can do with the ball in your hands. It's about how you can operate with what's in your head. And um, they ran a down screen for, for Will Neighbor to come up to pop to the top of the key. And Mike Miller sniffed it out. And Mike Miller did the, every did exactly what he was meant to do, which was stay right on the body of Will Neighbor. So the so Mike Miller switched. It was you know I don't know if Del Pesce or whoever it was was calling him to switch, but he took it upon himself to switch because he knew what was coming. He knew you're up three. He knew it, he, he sees Will Neighbor coming up from the, the from the the um, baseline. He knows there's going to be a down screen set, and his and he doesn't bother about his man. He mm. stays with Neighbor, and he blankets him, and you have to guard Neighbor like he's a guard because you have to get into his um, shooting motions. You have to get mm. right up into him. To prevent him from getting into that point where he can get the basketball up over his head, because at that point, you know, he's a, probably a fifty percent shot to make it. Mm. So I thought that was a great bit of defense from Miller, and that's mm. the type of winning play that means you win close games. You know, you know, we see we see the breakdowns all the time doing this. You know, we see the times when those plays aren't made, when Del Pesce and Miller kind of follow their men and and, and they don't communicate properly. And neighbor pops out and makes a three, and everyone goes, "Way fantastic!" But in reality, it's just bad defense. Mm. That was an example of really, really good defense when it mattered. And um, those are things that win games. And and it did. King then made uh, a couple of free throws. That was basically it. King yeah. finished with 32 points and 11 rebounds. He was 9 of 13 from the floor and 10 of 13 from the free throw line. Um, his best game this season. Miller had 14, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Oliver and Umbel both had... 10. Evans had 19. Jack had 19. 8 of 13 shooting for, for him. And Anderson 13 led Cheshire. Uh, Bristol, by the way, four offensive rebounds, no second chance points, but shot 50% from the floor and 9 of 19 from 3. Cheshire, 8 mm. offensive rebounds, 9 second shot points, but shot 42% from the floor and 5 of 20 from 3. It's almost like making the first shot is more important mm -hmm. than offensive rebounds. Who knew? And here's, and here's a hill. I've already <laughs> on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, look, King is, you know, King is a ceiling raiser for them. If he mm. can play at that higher level because, you know, he's got a, a good pedigree. He's got a great BBL body. He's clearly got the game whereby he can knock down... He can get any shot he wants. So the question is, is he going to be able to kind of remain focused and is Andreas going to be able to continue to use him the right way? Because, um, you know, he's a matchup problem for everybody. Mm -hmm. And previously, up until this point, it's been Bell, but Bell gets hurt. And so, so they have to find a slightly different way of playing. Now, he has to work his way back in. That then offers King more opportunity to work at the top of the key and to come off the dribble handoffs. 
And so suddenly his game gets going. So now they've got to work on getting the King and Bell show going together, you know? But hey, they're, they're still winning games, so who cares? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so public service announcement, people. If you are training right now, it's a good time to grab that protein shake. Or if you're running one of those gel sachets, if you're playing the drinking game, charge your glasses right now because we are going to Newcastle Eagles 79, Plymouth City Patriots uh, 95. Uh, 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 Hamlet was uh, in the States. His partner's about to have a baby. Shelton was listed. Had it, apparently. Don't oh, I had it. Okay, that's good. Congratulations to them. Um, yeah. Shelton was listed but didn't play, and Dave, uh, Dave and um, Jeff were speculating he must be injured. Defoe obviously was back. No Simons. Injured in the warm up. Yeah. Oh, did he? No, he didn't. Okay. He looked like he was done. Oh, he looked like he was injured in the warm up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Doucher open three, drink <laughs> Brandon as well. And uh, after two and a half minutes, it, it, it's 12 points to three to the Patriots. Um, like everything, um, look at the whole picture. The whole picture mm. is, um, Newcastle beating Plymouth twice already. Mm -hmm. Um, once the sneaky one on the in the cup, and the second one on TV where Plymouth lost the discipline and probably. Would think that they gave away a chance to win the game. Um, Newcastle haven't played for two weeks, and Hamlet's back in America, and Hamlet's probably been the the shining light over the course of the season. Um, Plymouth played on Sunday, albeit not particularly well against Sheffield, but they've had the benefit of continuing to play. But they're down on bodies. In reality, they've only got six BBL players, and they've got and Lanny Pukin and Cater, who are rookies who aren't playing much. Um, but they've got six guys who really know the roles that they're playing and they've, they've had the opportunity to kind of cement those roles. Um, so that, that's kind of the mitigation. Um, that's the, the background to it all. Um, Plymouth were really good in this game, you know, because it's easy to, to kind of lambast the home team and, and, and just forget that um, the, the two teams make a game. And um, they were far more under control than they had been in previous games that I've seen, virtually any of them, and they were more competitive um, throughout the game than Newcastle. Majorly more competitive. More lo whether you use the phrase locked in or whether you use the phrase um, the physical or just attached to the game, they were just miles ahead. And um, the fact that they were only up by eight at halftime was amazing. The fact that they were, it was actually close halfway through the third quarter to me was like, well, uh, I was amazed. Um, Newcastle were pretty awful. You know, that's probably the fairest way I can put it. And that's not everybody, because it never is. You know, it, it, you know, you always people say, oh, they were they were rubbish today, and they were good. Generally, a lot more combinations of that, combinations of players going on. But the starting of the game, you know, for a team that hadn't played for two weeks, no issues with health, they had, had, the, had the opportunity um, to practice together. We've been complaining that we haven't been together enough. You know, that's been the, the, the talk. Mm. Now that they've had that opportunity and now they're flying out in front of it again, basically 95% full arena. And the first five minutes were woeful. Mm. Um, and it was woeful because of the, the defensively, you know, you're going to sometimes you're not going to be able to score, particularly when you're coming back for two weeks off and you haven't got your main score. You're going to struggle to put the ball in the basket early. It's going to happen. Um, obviously, Darius wasn't fully right either because mm. he's got his hamstring thing. I think he was. They, they were careful. He didn't start. No. The reason he didn't start. So that, that kind of took away a, a, an anchor, a, a mental anchor for the Eagles as well. 
Um, but mentally, uh, I was looking at some of the players and they didn't seem there. Mm. You know, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm comparing it to some of the games I've seen around the league. And the one thing um, that watching around the league this year is that, you know, there's, there's very few, you know, if you're not out there on it, you're not going to be out there long. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, every, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. There's, no, there's, no, there's not many passengers in this league at the moment. There's not many people you think, oh, he's all right, he's all right. But he's, he's not really doing it, but he's there a little bit. No, you've got to be physically and, and mentally committed to all of these games because every game is a every game is a battle and every game is out there to win. And I thought there were more, I thought other than um, Jamel Kennedy who played uh, a pretty good defense on Antonio Williams when he was guarding him. Um, I thought the rest of the Eagles were um, vacant early. Mm. Um, I thought passive. And you can't be passive, not not in this league, not not against these teams. And their uh, um, defensive rebounding, in particular, in the first quarter, what uh, you know was just just immeasurably awful. You could get a drinking game out of that word. Well, I, you see, um, offensive rebounds was one of the drinks, but you went for the lack of yeah. defensive <laughs> rebounds. So I'll, I'll take it a little soon. Awful, and and that leads, you know, that leads to confidence. And here's the thing. Plymouth, I think, were 15-4 up, and I don't think Antonio Williams had touched the ball. Mm. And I'm looking at them thinking, looking at Antonio Williams thinking, he's loving this. He's so mm. comfortable. He's, he's in a comfort zone immediately. He's not under any pressure. His guys are knocking down shots. The first shot is, you know, um, do share on the little pin down to the corner, little flare screen in the corner, mm. catch, shoot a three. Well, we've, you've played him twice, you know, you shoot yeah. Yeah. Next shot is Brown's in transition, wide open mm. on a three. No one, no mm. proper, no proper closeout. Mm. Then there's Hassan, and then it got to an idea of halfway through the first quarter where mm. Hassan missed two foul shots and got his own rebound on, mm. his, on an offensive. He just bounced straight back to him and scored. Mm. And um, at that point, I'm I'm just looking around and, and I'm, I'm we're seeing no degree of togetherness or continuity of spirit. And that, that was the most concerning thing, not the skills, not the talent, because they're a talented bunch. They've got players who can play Newcastle. And they just weren't there early on in that game. Mm. Um, and to be frank, um, Plymouth out-hustled them, they outworked them, um, they out-rebounded them, they outskilled them. Mm. Um, and the fact that it was, you know, the fact that, I mean, it was only a five-point game at the end of the first quarter was because Kennedy mm. scored five points in three seconds. Yeah. Five points in a second, yeah. um, and didn't really get any any better in the second quarter. Well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Williams. Uh, Eagles got it back to thirteen to fifteen, and then Williams three times. I think they were his first three scores to the basket, to the basket, to the basket. Ten zero run. It's back to twelve points. Every time, thirteen twenty five. Every, every time Kennedy wasn't guarding him, yeah. he just went. He, just, he had no respect for anybody in front of him. He knew mm. he could score. And you know, and the reason I say Kennedy, it's not because it, 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 Kennedy's six foot six, and Williams is a guy who you don't really want to take the three point shot away from, but you do want to take away his pull up fifteen foot jump shot yeah. off two feet. You know yeah. that's because that's how he uses that to use the threat of getting to the rim and jumping over people. And it, anybody who saw the shot at the end of the game today knows yeah, that's the shot you want to shot. take away. That is yeah. his shot. Yeah. Now the only way you can challenge that shot is with length, and Kennedy's yeah. six foot six and can move his feet, and he has length. And he yeah. actually forced in this game Williams into two or three. Um, tough pull-up shots, which he didn't make because of that mm. length. You know, mm. um, whenever Williams saw anybody else, but what disappointed me was that there was a lack of any degree of um, physicality in relation to the help. There was a, there were a step slow in relation to the help defense, and the two steps slow in relation to defense and rebound. 
defensive rebounding from Eagle Drink. Mm. Um, and you know, I say they, but you know, we have to look at we have to look at individuals. You know, I don't, Shelton isn't playing. Obviously, there is something going on with Shelton. Goodness mm. knows, but there is something going on. He's on the bench. He's not playing. If he's not going to play, it's probably better he's not on the bench. To be honest, mm. but I, you know, that's that's for the club to sort out whatever it is. Um, Everett, who is I think potentially one of the most talented big guys in the league, um, was utterly passive in this game. Um, he shot the ball three times in 22 minutes. He didn't look at the rim in the first quarter. Mm. Caught the ball. Um, he had. He actually there were plus four with him on the court. Mm. Um, but he was not impactful at all. You know, they didn't, he didn't get the ball, he didn't demand the ball. He played with no force of personality at all. And he can't do that in the BBL. You don't have a personality in the BBL. If you're not going to enforce, you're not going to be Taj Green. You do what you do. You're a pro player. You're an American pro player. You're six foot nine. You've got skills. You use them. You go out every night and you prove it. Mm. And that just didn't happen with him. Um, who else? Um, Cohen looked um, shell shocked. Mm. Um, you know, didn't look to shoot the ball. You know, he's a 50, 40, 90 guy in college. He can shoot the basketball. At this point in time, once in the game, he dribbled the ball hard left, spun back on easy easy 12-foot jump shot. You know, he did it once. He shot the ball four times in, in 28 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, that's not enough. He also got a ridiculous technical again. Mm. Uh, to get to, again, running towards the referee after a foul. You know, just, just a nonsense mm. technical. Um, to, I mean, a non technical call. That's not a technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a yeah. Chris told the game yeah. all season. He's trying to, you know, he's, he's, he's yeah. obviously making, putting his line down there, but he just can't call technicals for that. But um, that that was his frustration at, at the way he was. He wasn't, you know, he you know he's a point guard in this league, and he has to be able to um, create a little bit better than than he has done, and a little bit be more aggressive. You know, that's his. He can do it because I've seen him do it. So that's a men mentality thing. Um, Kennedy comes and goes. Um, mm. He shoots the ball. You know he's a really good shooter. He's forty-seven percent three-point shooter, but he still turns shots down. And he shot nine threes in this game, and he probably should have been more. He's playing on the wing. He has to shoot the ball when he's open. Um, ben Rockford, I'm not sure what what he's doing. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't. I couldn't understand. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't think of how the person I saw play for GB last week could be the same person I saw mm. play for. Yeah. The the, Jeff made a suggestion team. that there might be some sort of injury issues with him. I'm, I'm, up with it. I'm, not, I'm sorry. You're on the court and you're playing, or you're not. Mm. And if you're not fit to play, you don't play. That's fine. Mm. You know, you don't you don't suit up. You get yourself out of it, but you are. Mm. Um, injury. You can't. You, you can't injure your body language. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. What's he got? Oh, he, oh, he's got injured body language. Oh, he hasn't. <laughs> um, his. Um, yeah. You know, he he showed. You know, he's playing on the same floor with the, for the same coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gave two diametrically opposite performances. With the GB mm. on last Friday night, he's on the court at the end. He's chasing everybody around. He's mm. all over the court. He's getting steals. Mm. He's he's utterly connected to the game. Um, for that that team on Friday night, he was totally disconnected from the game, mm. Mm. almost from the warm-ups part. Sometimes read too much into them. But he was disconnected. His defense was awful in relation to chasing around LBC Dushar and other guys off screens. And he just didn't look like he wanted to be there. Mm. Um, and um, I think had Hamlet been playing, I don't think he'd have played the 17 minutes that he did. Yeah. So what is it? That's a mental thing. So this is what you're looking at. When, you, when you're losing, you look at who's up for the fight. Um, you know, who's mentally there? Ubiaro, okay. Um, aggressive, doing what, doing what Mark brought him in to do, you know, and, and, and doing his best. He's a young guy coming into it. Um, Kyle Johnson shot the ball a lot, but, you know, he, at least he showed what he was. Mm. 
that game. He, he showed that he was a guy, he knows his game. It's only a second game. I'm coming here. I, I'm a shooter. I'm a scorer. I'm going to, I'm going to shoot the ball. Good for mm. him. He's about the only one I thought to, not because he scored the ball, but because he was certain in his movements. And if the ball, if he was open, he was going to shoot it. He was going to make plays. I didn't see anybody else who wanted to make plays. Mm. Um, so um, there were holes all over. And um, Plymouth exploited those holes. Exploited them, yeah. Well. It, was, it was kind of the same pattern all the way through the game. So second quarter, Newcastle got it back to 26-29. And then Williams again led them to another 10-0 run. And it's... 26-39, got to 18 points just before halftime, and then Kyle Johnson either side of halftime. Eagles 17-5 run, it's down to three once again, midway through the third, but this time it was Dusha who pushed them back out, hit two three-pointers and it's double figures. I suppose the one point at which I thought, oh, this might be interesting, was Hassan fouling out. He, he almost sort of fell over uh, and committed the foul. With 8.50 to go, and it was, I think it was a 10-point game at that point. And you were just thinking, they they don't have a ton of depth. They, Hassan, they don't really have a like-for-like. Like, I mean, is there a like-for-like like replacement for him? No. Um, but Eagles really melted away down the stretch and actually Plymouth cruised to it. Firstly, at the beginning of the third quarter, actually, Newcastle came out and played with purpose. They got the ball where they wanted to it. Johnson got a, a mismatch in the post because he's a big guard and scored an easy... 10-footer, Everett got a little 15-footer, he looked for his shot, he clearly, the coach had clearly been absolutely through them at half-time. Mm. I could just, I could see it in Mark's face, he was walking off at half-time. Mm. Um, and there was a degree of bouncing them and suddenly they were, but it's it's fake bounce if you can't maintain it. Mm. You know, you have to maintain it. And what happened was, and this is why they're so mentally fragile, and the one guy I haven't talked about yet is Johnson, Donovan Johnson. Yeah. Um, because um, they weren't, I wouldn't say Plymouth were on the ropes, but the arena was bouncing. It was down to a two-point game. Um, Johnson gets a steal. He goes down the he goes down with he goes um, down the court, right hand, hard drive. And I went to the other side of the court and, and Brandon, I thought, kind of bumps him off the court and it's an obvious two-shot foul. And in fact, Paul Watton calls an unsportsmanlike foul on Johnson. And I was expecting to watch it on the TV and come back and say, What the hell was that call? Mm. And I watch. I come back. I watch it on the TV, and, and mm. Johnson has literally cleaned him out. Cleaned him out with his arm, yeah. He cleaned yeah. him out with yeah. his arm. You know, yeah. With no, no, not a basketball play, not a basketball move, not a reason to do it. You mm. know, if he continues to drive, it's a layup or a foul. Yeah, yeah, Johnson, yeah. But is not in front of him, and, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm sorry, Paul, I shouted that you was wrong. <laughs> you know, that's a good goal. He can't do that. Yeah. And 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 the lack of discipline, um, in that then manifests itself. And that was actually the trigger point for Newcastle's ultimate collapse in this game. And it always comes down to trigger point. Because if you know, if you watch that play back, after Johnson um, gets called for that foul, and obviously there was a, last game, two weeks ago, he got called for a foul, which was never a foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the game, which is a critical offensive foul. He said, a great screen, he got nailed up. Um, you, have, you see two or three of the Newcastle players go over to him saying, look, it's okay, it's okay. Mm. Stay with it, stay with it. You know, and he's like, oh, whatever. That can't happen. You can't have a thirty-year-old pro player um, who's on, who's having to have two or three of his teammates go over to him to try and keep him in the game, keep his mm. head in the game, because he gets a bad call, which wasn't even a bad call. Because mm. right? what then happens is the very next player down, yeah. he commits his fourth foul. Yeah. Now that then stuffs up Newcastle's rotations yeah. the rest of the way because Shelton's not playing. Everett's also in foul trouble. 
and that then impacts the whole game. And also it impacts the equilibrium, the mental equilibrium of the team mm. who see that Johnson's just took himself out of the game. Yeah, and it was it was a dumb foul as well. It was, it was a, a dumb foul. It was yeah, dumb, yeah, cheap, yeah. dumb foul. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, when you're averaging 4.9999 fouls a game <laughs> or something close, yeah, yeah. that's not an outlier. No. Right? And that impacts the that 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 kind of um, mentality that impacts a vulnerable team, a team that's emotionally fragile. Mm. I think because to be blunt, Johnson ever since uh, the moment Johnson picks up his second or third foul, his his impact in the game just diminishes. Yeah. Even when he's sat on the bench for a while, he comes back and at the end of the game, um, you know, Hawthorne took the Mickey out of him basically. Mm. I mean, Hawthorne just and he was the hole at the end of the game. His head was gone. Mm. He can't. That's not winning. And the way the league is at the moment, um. There aren't enough holes in every team for an individual team to be able to cover up their own holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, I thought that was the turning point in the game. One, the, the fact that he decided he had to close line Brand or, or pull Brandon with his left arm. Mm. Um, two, sadly, that the referee got the call right. <laughs> um, <laughs> third, uh, and three, um, that he then went and committed an immediately silly foul, which takes a whole wind out of the building, takes yeah. himself out of the game, has him sitting on the bench ruminating about how unfair it is, how hard he's done two years, yeah. and basically makes him um, um, unusable for the rest of the game. Mm. And um, that is a, a microcosm of, of his season, and to a certain degree, a microcosm of Newcastle season. Now, what you say about Hassan is spot on, because that was a chance. I mean, he's down, they're down, Plymouth are up 10. Nine minutes to go, and mm. you're looking at the five that they've got on the court. They've played lots of minutes, and you're thinking, well, you know, they've got nothing out of Lana Cooking in the game. Mm. They've got nothing to cater. So they've got five players, basically. Mm. PJ's going to run with the rest of the way. And you're thinking, well, this is an opportunity because, you know, the, the cheap little chippies that Rashad's going to get aren't going to be there. So if Newcastle, and Newcastle just absolutely melted away. Melted. Uh, uh, melted away ever again you know he eventually I think fouled out and he was passive um, uh, but like you say Plymouth were just like they were hooping and hollering they were just it was like oh yeah I mean it was, it was, it was, a, it yeah. was a rodeo show yeah yeah it was yeah. the end in particular you know Newcastle you know the, the you know James Hawthorne I mean James Hawthorne really really good really mm. impressed me um, you know I like Bell I love Bell's bounce he sounds he looks like mm. a, a Kid who's having the time of his life, but Hawthorne, um, who really was pretty inauspicious when he was at Surrey a few years ago, mm. um, he's probably playing harder than any player in the league at the moment. You know, he's up for every rebound. He's mentally lost. He's mentally um, there in every play. He's shooting ninety percent from the foul line. Shooting forty percent from the three point line. He's a physical presence. He's up for every rebound. I thought he was exceptional in this game, and without him, um, he, he helps carry them. But you have to make the opposition uncomfortable to get close. Mm. And you know when Antonio Williams goes for twenty two nine and nine, mm. doesn't lose his temper the whole game. Plays mm. with the plays with the utmost confidence, and basically does nothing that he's nothing that he makes you think, um, oh isn't he good? You know when he, he comes mm. up with twenty two nine yeah, and nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then the comfort levels there. Um, well, Newcastle, Newcastle's over. They need to get ready. They need, they need to decide if they've got any pride to play for a start. Mm. Um, some of them. Um, they need then to probably simplify their offense because at the moment they're overpassing considerably often. And um, they've got something in Kyle Johnson. I think he'd be an excellent sixth man coming off the bench as a scorer when Hamlet comes back. 
Um, the problem is that they've got to find, find, a, find a rule for Mockford. Or Mockford's mm. got to find a rule that he wants um, because that makes him a fourth, a fourth guard. Um, and um, they've got to determine you know, what, what's going on with Shelton. And also, you know, they've got to figure out what, whether Johnson is ever going to get any better mm. in relation, not in relation to his play, because he can play. Staying on the court. So he has to stay on the court and he has to be able to play with a degree of... Uh, and he has to be reliable for his teammates. His teammates mm. have to know that he's going to be there when they need him. Mm. Um, and at that point, they don't. So they talk a lot about Newcastle uh, for the for, for those gym bunnies. Sorry, um, but don't want to take anything away from Plymouth. You know, you know all of kind of the criticisms that have been adopted that I've certainly put to them recently. Um, they, they they handled it apart mm. from Dusha getting a cheap technical for something he said. Um, they they were they were in control. They played hard. They were they were um, aggressive. They they rebounded the ball. They got the shots where they wanted to get the shots. They knew their game, and they were um, by many many miles the better team. Mm, yeah, uh, they, this was one where the 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 final score represented the game, and and actually sometimes it didn't look like it was going to. Um, so uh, Newcastle were led by twenty five points and seven rebounds from Kyle Johnson. Kennedy had seventeen point seven rebounds. Defoe eleven points. Twenty two of seventy field goal shooting, five of 24 from three-point range, Newcastle. Um, Dusha had 22 points, eight of 11 shooting, five of eight from three-point range, nine assists. Williams nearly a triple-double, 21 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Hassan uh, did all his work in the first half, seven of seven shooting, 15 points. And just by comparison, they were 59% from field goal range, eight of 21 from three-point range actually were nine of 18 from free throw could have been yeah. could have been better mind you newcastle i think missed nine free throws as well yeah, 29. but they, 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 i mean i don't have so much an issue with newcastle's offense because they're off two weeks and they haven't got hamlet playing i expect mm. it might be hard but it's not about whether they can put the ball in a basket that team at the moment that team it's about their mentality whether they're in it to compete mm. and whether they're in it you know to be professional and turn up every night with a hard hats on to use a horrendous amount mm. of play. And um and ready to 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 battle, um because I didn't see that, that from a number of players in that game, and ultimately you know you're a, you're a professional basketball player and you're you're paid on the Friday night to go out there and give your all mm. and give your all in a smart and um, connected way, and um, he, I think Mark's gonna have to get to the point whereby he figures out who his guys are are well going to do that, mm. and the ones who aren't and the ones who aren't aren't going to play. That's that's no that's that's for the noise way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you ain't playing, you're not playing. You know, you know, know, you've had your chances. You know, you proved to me um, what you need to do. But but that um, you know, the reality is they've lost last two home games against Surrey and Plymouth. Now Mm. they're the two teams, two of probably the four teams in this league that your home games you should be beating Mm. Um, because one, they've got the longest trips on a Friday night. Um, Two, their records aren't great, and Plymouth, as you said, down with basically six BBL players. So we had lots of injuries as well. And the question comes, you know, if you're not going to beat those guys at home, who are you going to beat? Yeah. You know, who are you? Who, you know, if you're not, if you look around the poker table, you, mm. you can't find the person to pick on. Who is it? It's you. Mm. So they're <laughs> going to come and pick you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So who are you going to beat? Yeah. I don't play poker. No. 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 And breathe. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Sky Sports game on Friday night. Leicester Riders 71, Sheffield Sharks 58. A debut for Aaron Menzies uh, for Leicester. 
Um, Bennett cooking early on. Eight of Sheffield's first oh, 10 points okay. <laughs> as they led 10-6. Uh, but as soon as he sat down, the offense stopped for Sheffield. Yeah, um, this is the problem. The um, way of playing that they've got at the moment is that obviously they're playing a lot through Bennett Cook. Mm. And Bennett Cook is, is probably exceeding expectations in relation to the way that he's demanding the ball. You know, he's, he's, and, and, yeah, and to be honest, he was the first centre I've probably remember in the last two and a half years, you know, outplaying Darren Nelson Henry. Mm. In the beginning of this game, he outplayed. You know, you, you mm. said they were going at each other, but Cook mm. was winning. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cook was winning. You know, and that hasn't happened. You know, Nelson Henry is normally the guy who wins or win, wins those matchups. Um. So um, watching him do that was 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 kind of fun to watch. It was good, but mm. it kind of that was their only kind of advantage offensively, and so they just went to it. And what was clear was. You know, when everything went through him, it's either a made layup or, or Leicester are getting a rebound that's going the mm. other way. Mm. And then you look at everybody else and they're not touching the ball much. The ball's not moving. So when he played, you know, he took out his five, his five minutes, he came out the game, um, their um, offence basically disappeared. Stopped, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I think I would have run, I think I would have kept them going. Uh, he I think, looked I think, shattered. He did no, look shattered. I know, but you he's know, banging. Like, these big men are banging against each other at either end of the floor. Minutes, man, he looked knackered. He's scoring every time down. Yeah, yeah. Give him a couple more anyway. Yeah. Um, you see, but then again, they've got a little bit of depth as well at that position. Yeah. I understand that. Uh, but what it meant was that they have to change. They have to change very different because you can't throw the ball at Delpech the way that you mm. throw the ball at Cook. Mm. Yeah. Um. So they have to change, and the, when when they went to kind of plan B, plan B didn't work. No. In the meantime, Leicester were pre Leicester again are kind of the same because their plan A weren't great, and that was primarily about you know what they're going to do with Thornton. Thornton picked up two fouls early, didn't play the rest of the first half, didn't appear really to be in sync with the other guys. Nelson Henry's not really touching the ball the same places that he was, and um, so Leicester's plan A in relation to the way that they've always done didn't really figure as well. But Leicester have always had the, the plan B of the game changers. And in this case, it was uh, Mackenzie and Washington mm. um, who were able to come in and kind of kickstart their offence, um, Mackenzie in particular. Mm. So Leicester had a 12-0 run, started and finished by threes from Whelan and Washington. Uh, actually, Sheffield's next score was in the second quarter, 8.39 on the clock, seven minutes later from when Cook had sit down, sat down. It was actually him again. He came back and made a a couple of free throws to get the scoreboard ticking. He had 12 of their first 14 points. Um, but but to be fair, it, it, was, it was a defensive game. Neither team were able to really get their offense going. Yeah, well, and they are both attritional teams to a lesser degree, Leicester. Sheffield are extreme. Sheffield may be as attritional a team as we've seen hmm. in the league in a number of years. And what I mean by since Sheffield a number of years ago, probably. Yeah, since Sheffield. No, no, no. What, what, what I mean by attritional is, um, isn't that that they're just good, they're playing good defense because mm. they're getting across every screen, they're covering each other, they're helping each other. That's that's not what that's not attritional is when you're playing good defense, but you're not scoring off that defense. Mm. Uh, you're pushing the you're getting your stops, but your 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 defense is positional. It's um it's not about getting down the other, getting steals. It's about 
taking the space away, um, rebounding the ball well, and then throwing it to your point guard and walking the ball up the court. That's what that that is their that is their modus operandi at the moment. And then we're going to make enough shots and we're going to be um, um, precise enough in the half court that ultimately you get into a half court game with us, we're going to be better at it than you are, and we're going to beat you. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a perfectly legitimate way to win. Um, the difficulty is that Leicester are, are quite are kind of masters of that game. You know, now they can go either way because Leicester tend to score a little bit more off their offense, off their own defense to get down the court a little bit more. And also, they're a little bit more precise in the half court sets because the guys have been running it longer. So people like Washington, and in this case, it was McKenzie coming off that coming off that curl to the left mm. corner, one dribble, pull up, 15-footer. He made it three times. It's just repetition, mm. you know? And then, you know, you forget about Patrick Whelan and he steps into a three-point shot in transition. Mm. Now, Sheffield haven't really got anybody at this point who is overly comfortable within what they do in, in stepping into a three-point shot in transition. You know, Banks is kind of pull-up pull up jump shooter. Um, Nelson's kind of a manipulator. He gets, um, you know, gets to his spots as opposed just to to shooting the basketball. And uh, in Glasgow is more of a, a more of a kind of catch and shoot guy at the moment, the occasional 15 foot off of a dribble if you go under. And that meant that Leicester had more spurability than um than Sheffield and they mm. were able to keep scoring. And fundamentally, you know, Whelan, Loving and Jackson are a little bit better offensively in creating stuff than Nichols, Banks and Latino. Mm. Well, those three guys, they're, they're playing against each other at those spots. And they're, you know, whereas Nicholas Banks and Latino require ball movement and people to create shots for them. Those other guys are a little bit sharper and a little bit more capable of rising up and making a tough shot. Mm. Um, and I thought that's kind of what, what happened because once, mm. they shook, once Coke kind of couldn't score, then, you know, Sheffield are really having to work hard for every point, as are Leicester, but you, you, you know, it's it, it's tough to do that to Leicester for four quarters and yeah. three. Yeah, it was at the start of fourth quarter. Leicester went on an eleven-two run, loving Mackenzie Jackson all scoring, and that 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 pulled them away. I thought the the, the bench unit for Leicester uh, were excellent, particularly defensively, and and you can always tell how well the bench unit is doing by uh, dint of when the starters come back in the fourth quarter. And actually, it wasn't really until about the fifth minute, I think. Mm. That that Rob went back to the starters because he was happy with what was going on out there. Well, they're a comp they're, they're, they're probably the the most com complete bench unit in the league insofar as they they're, they're a unit that's used to playing with each other. Mm. Um, and not many teams in this league have that because generally the teams are quite new, which which every team's new. And if you have if you do have returning players, they oh they're mostly going to be starters because mm. that's why they're returning. You know, mm. players rarely want the return to come off the bench unless you've got veterans who are to use Popovich's phrase, have got over themselves, mm. you know, and, and don't care. But um, you know, we had that a couple. I had that a couple of years with with Lasker and Charles and and and, and, and Fab and those guys. Um, they didn't care, but they they they'd seen it. They they weren't. Playing That's a drink as well. That was a writing drink from Rob Hunt, I think. What was that? Who? Are you referring back to old Newcastle players? Oh, well, yeah, well, I've got to. It's all I know. Mm. Come on. You know, I mean, you can't, you know, at the end of the day, I'll, if, I don't know, <laughs> if I've been in charge of Sheffield, I've been around Sheffield, mm. I've talk about those players. Yeah, but, yeah. but no, but it, but also that was, you know, that's the advantage we had. We had an amazing, a massive yeah, advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
who are who are starting quality players who are bought in to come off the bench. Yeah. Virtually no other teams in this league do. In fact, none do, apart from mm. Leicester. So in that on that phrase, on that basis, the, the bench should be better, should be better. Mm. Um but you are but they are all together. Now they're actually going to be hurt a little bit by um what well, I mean Menzies did fine. Um mm. he's, you know he, he showed what he is, I think, which is a big body, a good defensive rebounder. Um probably not a post up guy. I don't think maybe a little bit of post up, but nothing like they had got from Walker. Mm. Um, so it's going to change a little bit. He's going to be at the kind of the 15 minutes a game mark. There's some games he's going to be impactful, there's some games he's not. Um, of course, they had the kind of get out of jail card with Adekoya, mm. you know, as, as a third centre. And I think you're going to see him playing as a third centre a lot more that as the season goes on now that Walker's not there. He was excellent. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a guy, you know, if he makes a shot, you kind of live with it. But you know, you know, defensively and, and mindset-wise, he's he, you know he's he's always there. He's, he's locked in and he's and he's physical. Um, we need um, I'm giving up now. We need YouTube replays. We need instant replays. Euroleague replays. That was an unsportsmanlike foul on Washington. Yeah, it, to be fair, in real time, I didn't think so. In the first replay, I didn't see so. Think so. Then when I saw the baseline camera, I was like, "Oh, I think yeah, that's yeah, a judo throw." Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It um, jujitsu. Sullivan yeah. probably taught him it. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, I'm looking at him thinking, you know, there was a couple last week as well, and obviously the one with, uh, um, a couple last week, whereby in the GB game we talked about, mm. the one at the end. And I'm like, I can, re I can, if I'm, I can stop that, press my space bar, press my yeah. back out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and watch it again immediately. Yeah. Right? That's a, every venue in this league has Wi Fi, otherwise it wouldn't be broadcasting mm. this, right? That's, why, why can't a referee do that? Mm. You know, if it's if it's on specific rules, on sports night fouls in particular, why can't the ref just look at that and say, let me have a look at that camera? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Mm. Um, I just I found that I find that troublesome now. You know, I, I think you know there's not a reason why why we can't. Having just seen a a one-footed a, a knee rule out an Ecuador goal for offside in the in the first start of the, of the World Cup, um, you know, seeing something like that happening, not not having a referee have the opportunity to watch what. You know, all the people on YouTube are watching it seems mm. nuts to me. Anyway, um, yeah, they they broke away in this game uh, because unfortunately, and Natiba said it at the end of the interview, you know, we have to make some shots. Mm. And it is their limiting factor. They have to make some shots, you know. Um, and, you know, outside of Cook and Ogan Yemi, I think, may be injured because he's not playing much. Um, you know they need they're going to need something from Glasgow. They're going to need more points from Glasgow, I think, in the backcourt because mm. they really don't have another guard outside of him and Nelson. The rest of are wings, and um, you know Glasgow is going through a bit of a, a, a difficult period with the scoring at the moment. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, so Sheffield did get it back to four with five to go, fifty-eight, fifty-four. But Jackson and Whelan made threes, and the game was safe. Thirteen, probably a, a little harsh on on Sheffield uh, given their performance, but. Um, well, we've talked at the time about Leicester's defense not quite being where it has been in the past, but they the, the sixty well, the points. Rob, right, Rob, Rob, I just enjoyed the fact that Rob called out Rowe in the post-game interview. That was yeah, the highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he's... You see, you, you know, these coaches, you know, I know. I was, I remember, you know, we love it when people say nice things about us. Mm. We don't love it when people say things which might be getting a little bit too close to the mm. real truth. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, and the reality. But to be honest, you know that. I'm, I'm not even sure that was a. It was. I'm not even sure it was a great defensive game. It was two really solid teams mm. who played each other already, who were 
you know, lock, who, who there was nobody on the court who didn't need to be on the court. There was no mm. one to pick on, to use a phrase. And there was very little transition basketball. Mm. And you know, so, uh, you know, so defensively, yeah, uh, you know, Leicester be delighted that they held Sheffield at 58. But, mm. um, you know, points held to is is is, is not a good, has never been yeah. the guy used for. No, because it's about pace and Sheffield play at such a slow pace and so many times they get to four, three, two, one, and they're looking at a shot then. So, yeah. so it and really... also it comes out of players who's on the court for you, you yeah. know, because, you know, they've had difficulties when, when, for instance, when Leicester have been down a few bodies and they've had to give probably boom in a few more minutes than you would expect at this time and was some minutes and, and that type of stuff. And and those guys aren't as good defensively as the other guys, mm. you know. And therefore, the, the game changes a little bit, and, and the whole unit changes. Um, but when you can play Adekoya for most of the minutes in the fourth quarter, then that, your defense is going to be better. Mm. It's question, you know, it's a question of who's playing when and and, and how do they fit together. Um, but you know, to beat Leicester, you have to make shots. You always have to make shots. You know, Glasgow beat them because Sloan scored thirty six. He made shots. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jackson with 17 points, five rebounds, four assists. Loving 15 points, five rebounds. Whelan 13 points. They were all 50% or better field goal shooting percentage. McKenzie was five of five shooting. He missed one actually. That's a bad start because I was watching this game back afterwards, knowing that he was five of five and he missed his first shot. Did he? Did from the left uh, wing, from the left wing in front of you in the first quarter. I don't remember that. Why isn't it on the stats? I don't know. Somebody else. Somebody else has got a missed shot. They shouldn't have. All oh, right, and uh, you watch it, but he did. He missed. Oh, I was surprised. Yeah. I think, how do you, uh, well, that one's going in? No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had 11 points, yeah, uh, and, and Menzies we talked about looked all right for four, um, four points, five rebounds, one block, a few chain shots in 10 and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, just, just what you'd want from him, not, mm -hmm. not much more, not much less. As I say, I think he's going to be a useful piece. Don't think he's going to necessarily take him over the top when he's got Walker. You know, you don't think he's going to be as impactful as Walker, but they'll change the way they play as a result. Mm. So I don't see that much difference. Um, this year with Leicester at Thornton, they've got to figure out Thornton. Mm. You know, um, because well, you talked about this not being a transition game. He's their most yeah, transitional, transitional player. player. Yeah, because he had he had twenty something against Sheffield in the in the away yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But the issue sometimes, but the issue is ultimately, you know, sometimes you want your transition players in the games that aren't transition games, but mm. you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And he just, he just, he got two fouls early. Never got in the rhythm of the game, yeah. and he shot a couple of, a couple of those kind of, um, less than no, no kind of early in the shot clock kind of long twos. Yeah. Uh, which immediately makes me look at the bench. Mm. Um. So, and and that's kind of the shots that other guys that haven't lasted at Leicester have kind of shot like you know Burnett going back a while and yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And and um, the kid Heron who came in halfway through yeah. the season Jackson got injured. You know the more individualistic shots in the half court, um, because the rest of them are so grooved in what they do, they're so good and getting the shot and knowing where the shots are coming from. Yeah, um, they don't want to cheat. They don't want to lose that. So he's gonna have to figure it out quite quickly because he he does give them something, but he can only give them something if he's on the court. He can only get on the court if the coach is happy with them, making them better on the court. You know. Uh, only 11 turnovers, only two in the second half as well. That was another key thing. They looked after the ball well after halftime. Uh, Cook, who had 12 of the first 14 points for Sheffield, finished with 12. Uh, Bank shot well for 11 points. Yeah, Nichols, 10 points, six rebounds and four assists. Um, so from one defensive game featuring Sheffield to another defensive game featuring Sheffield on Saturday night, Surrey Scorchers 54 
Sheffield Sharks, 60. Still no Ray or Steele, and obviously Teo and Lawrence as well. Ogiemi was dressed, but but didn't play. I believe mm. he's he's injured in some way, and uh, that was why. Um, uh, probably the best bit of offense was at the start, wasn't it? Sheffield had 14 points in six minutes, jumped out to a lead, and then Scorchers had a bit of a run of eight in a row, and we were at the heady days of 13-14. Yeah. This was tough. This was really, really <laughs> tough watch. Um, whereas the, the 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 last night's game, you know, the Western Sheffield not helped was... by the way by no score or no clock. I know there no, wasn't very many that, points, yeah. but it was we probably yeah, could have counted. Easier, them, keep, but... It made it easier to keep the score in your head, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah. This was kind of watching Matt Hancock in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was really, really tough. Um, and but I did watch this, and I don't watch him, so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say, really. Chef, I mean, sorry, still only got half a team in reality, um, albeit um, they're a little bit better with with Taylor and Martin. Obviously, they're yeah. still missing Taylor and Ray, who's a who's their wing, who's a wing shooter. They're still missing um, Taylor. They're missing Josh Steele. These are all solid BBL players, you know. Um, Sheffield are not obviously without Ogin Yemi playing the same way, and and Sheffield have decided what they are, and that's great. You know, I actually have an admiration for the way that yeah, they're playing. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's nice are, to it's, see something different, isn't it? And seeing it, it being is, actually yeah, quite I, effective. It is. It is. Um, I think they're probably one. They might be in kind of an Antoine Johnson or someone like they had last year yeah. who came in and shot the ball a lot and, and gave them bursts of scoring. Yeah. That kind of guy short of, of of getting to where they need to. But they're six and two the last eight games. Yeah. So you know on that basis they and have And the two win. are against Leicester. Yeah, and on that basis they're up there with, you know, Bristol and London and and um and Leicester. You know, they have to be. But obviously they're six and six, so they've still got some fighting to do to get to get to that point. Um I thought it was just really. Um, I don't think the defense was as, either team's defense was as good no, as the game. No, no. I thought that I thought their offensive execution was um, pretty sloppy, if I'm honest. Um, both ways, you kind of understand that with Sheffield, they played a hard game the night before. Sorry, I haven't played for a couple of weeks, um, so you know that could be their excuse. Um, but my overriding thought through as the game was progressing was that I couldn't see Surrey winning because this was Sheffield's game. This was yeah, Sheffield's yeah, yeah. And um you're hoping from Surrey's perspective that you know that someone might just just get it going. Mm. You know, that maybe maybe Quincy goes off, but they guarded him really well. They didn't give him the the, the open easy 18 footer off the off the screen. Um Wang, you know Played like a bit of a rookie in that, you know, he had a great game at Newcastle when they won the game and he, he had a down game. Mm. Um in really and he was being guarded a little bit differently. And probably the other thing about them was the game I thought turned on on Ryan Martin, who was real curate egg, very, very, you know, made some big shots in which they need, you know, fifty four point he only scored fifty four, so he yeah. made some shots. But he also had some awful turnovers. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and he probably I think had five turnovers and Two or three early shots in the shot clock, and the particular turnovers which allowed runouts at the other end in a sixty to fifty-four game, 
you know, they're brutal. And they weren't bad turnovers because he was making it was just because he was he was going a bit early or he wasn't in the flow of the system and he was attacking um gaps where there weren't gaps and that type of thing when the mm. ball needed to move a bit more. So, you know, he kind of brought them a lot and also hurt them a little bit. And this is only a second game, so that's kind of the risk that you, you take when you bring somebody in. Mm. Um I thought they those players, they always far more important in five point games, which start finish at sixty. Yeah. Um 28-27 at halftime, lowest scoring first half since January 2021, which was 26-21 uh, rocks against Sharks, which I don't remember, but I think it it's was probably a good it was reason. 26-21. Yeah. Um, so let's just go to the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just go to the end. So Martin makes a three uh, with yeah. um, 2.45 to go to make it a one-point game, 52-53. Uh, Nelson then makes a couple of free throws, 223, 2.22 to go, sorry, 52-55. Martin and Banks then both miss uh, three-pointers at either end, but Cooker offensive rebound, Glasgow 15-footer, five-point game, 136 to go. Yeah, you just got the impression that Sheffield would be more, more comfortable mm. because they've been in these mm. games. You mm. know, Rod Glasgow knocked down, knocked down his shot, you know, you wait, you know, he hadn't had that look very often in the game. He's able to get to his spot. He knocked it down. Um, and Sheffield are confident in their defence and their ability to, to get stops at the end. And getting stops at the end wins games on the road. Yeah. Wang missed the three. Scorch just got it back with a good steal from Boban. But then Taylor missed a, a close range one. And then Nelson, two free throws, seven point game, which at 52-59 is, is basically done. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was just like a Tiba drew it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did miss a they did miss a few free throws uh, in the last minute, Sheffield, just to to keep uh, Surrey's interest, but it never quite looked like they were going to get close enough. Um, Taylor uh, led the way for Surrey with twelve points off fourteen shots, uh, four assists. Martin twelve and seven rebounds. Wang two of thirteen. Uh, for uh, 11 points uh, and nine rebounds. They were four of 21 from three-point range as a team. Uh, Nelson had 13 points and seven rebounds. Banks had uh, 15 points from 16 shots uh, and eight rebounds. Yeah, (laughs) Rutino was 12 and six. Cook had uh, double-double 10 and 10. Neither team scored 20 points in any of the quarters, which is only the 12th time since 2009 that that's happened in a game. It's the second time it's happened this season for the Sharks. The other one was against Newcastle. The last five times it's happened were all Sheffield, and seven of the 12 times that it's happened since 2009 were all Sheffield. Shout out Dave Fevs for noticing that and, and making me look it up. Oh, and a score of Garmy as well, which doesn't happen very often uh, in the BBL. No, WBBL, it's every weekend, but in the uh, in the BBL, it's bigger sample size. Uh, so let's move to uh, this afternoon's game: Plymouth City Patriots one o three, Manchester Giants uh, ninety six. Still no Simons for Patriots. Obviously, William Lee is out for Manchester. Uh, a couple of early fouls for for Dirk Williams. I thought really hampered. Uh, him uh, in this game, but it was an absolute shootout in the beginning. Fletcher hitting threes, Giants were out to a to an eight point lead. Twenty seven points after seven minutes. It was just they were gunning both teams. 
Yeah, they were. It was an abs the absolute antithesis. Of yeah, that, yeah. Of yeah. Just, you know, just not just on the scoreboard, but just in the mentality. Mm. Um, yeah, the first thing I noticed in the game was that um, Fletcher's in shape. And he, he looks, you know, he's had three, they've had three weeks off and he, he looks like he's really ready to go, to be honest. And, and well, they've been off for so long, I forgot the Giants were still in the league, to be honest with yeah. you. <laughs> you know, and he came out and he came out and he knocked down, he knocked down threes and he just looked like, okay, here we are. It's just, this is us now, um, really leading his team. And, um, you know, we do sometimes forget, you know, he's, what was his eighth year in the league, eighth or ninth mm. year, still coming out and playing like that, you know, the level of internal motivation that takes is just incredible, you know, to continue to prove to people, to continue to do it time after mm. time after time. And he, and, he, and he kind of did take the first seven minutes of that game by the throat um, because balls flying around, Manchester are flying around, they've got this very, they had Corey Johnson in the starting lineup instead of William Lee, which probably makes him even more difficult to guard because someone's got to guard um, the shooter then Robeson moves to the four so he can kind of crash the glass and attack the rim uh, um, and couldn't be far better offensively than our defensively there's no question about that mm. um, but Manchester's defence is not good either yeah. you know they, and they're, they're, they're playing at such speed that um, their transition defence at times let them down and Plymouth can get out and run and also, even in the half court, I'm surprised they didn't play a bit more zone, to be honest, because I thought they were really struggling to guard Plymouth in the half court. Um, and Plymouth are an example of that early season thing whereby you don't need 10 players, you need six good ones mm. who know what they're doing, who are playing with each other, who are in rhythm. If you've got seven, it's great, right? Um, but if you've got six and they're good, then you can ride that for a month. Mm. And you can ride that for six weeks. Someone's going to get hurt eventually and it's going to be tough. But those six guys at the moment are just um, just ever so comfortable. They all know they're going to play. They've all got mm. their minutes. They've all got their shots. They're all getting the opportunity. And it's on them. You know, and, and often fans think, oh, we need another guy here. We need 10 players. We need a deeper bench and all that stuff. Often all that does is give players an excuse why it's mm. somebody else's fault, why we're not winning, you know. Mm. And because they're not playing, or coach ain't playing me enough, or I've got the wrong matchup or something. Those six Plymouth guys, LBC knows he has to shoot. Mm. They're not going to scoring if he doesn't, you know. So he's coming out and he's gunning away, and he's he's playing great basketball. Then that means that Antonio Williams doesn't have to be um he's, he's dribbling the ball half the time that he, half the amount that he dribbled the ball last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, he's he's picking his spots far 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 smarter, and um, that makes him a more dangerous team again, mm. um because you can't kind of just load up on them. Um, so this was just an example of our favorite stat. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, I thought Hawthorne and Brandon were were really good for them as well. Yeah. Giants got in a bit of foul trouble in the in the second quarter, and there was a 14-4 run, 53-42. So, but even with Plymouth up 11 at that point, I was thinking, yeah, but Giants normally win. In, in a scoring race, Giants, Giants normally win. And then Antonio Williams gets his third foul on a technical and you sort of go yeah. Ooh, that can they keep that going with him in in that sort of uh on the bench yeah. there and then what happens later on we'll get to yeah, it was a mirror image of friday night they kept mm. it going without the sand and they kept mm. it going without williams that's why i yeah. say they've got six that's all they need now i think if manchester had six they might have had a better chance because i think when some of manchester's bench came in that kind of stood them off a little bit mm. and you know and, and robertson didn't finish particularly well around the rim at times 
and they had some kind of empty possessions with some of the bench guys in the game. And the problem is when you're playing a 195 game, empty possessions matter. Yeah, you've got to keep the scoring going. Okay, you can't have you can't say, Oh, well, we might have some empty possessions, but we're going to get them back at the other end because we're going to get some stops. We're going to that's not happening. Um, you're not getting them, so you've got to be able to maintain your scoring. And I thought Manchester's bench, uh, the depth actually hurt them a little bit. Mm. Um, and Giants, Giants did have a 10 0 run just before halftime to tie it up at 53 53. It was 55 53 at halftime, which bear in mind that Sheffield and Surrey was 54 60 final. Um, the, the also a 30 31st quarter, so yeah, yeah. No, well, I didn't get a chance to look it up. I got called out into the garden to sort oh. something out, so I, had to, I didn't get a chance to look it sorry, up. Sorry, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, it's, my, it's, it's my wife, so I'll blame her. Uh, she doesn't listen to this, so I get away with it. Um, 21 points and six assists for Fletcher at half time. 21 of, of 53 that they had. What, they shot 53? or oh, 21 points, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he was just scoring. He was just mm. when he the thing with Ramon when he comes out shooting the basketball, you got to be worried. Mm. That if he comes out shooting the basketball, makes a couple of threes early, then you really got to be worried because it means that he's in a mindset of, that he's going to take over the game. Mm. And um, I thought he did that. You know, he's actually a really good shooter, but he doesn't. He's never had the rep for being a really good shooter because he doesn't shoot as much as we always wanted him to. Mm. Um, and there's times he's been forty percent, there's times he's been twenty nine percent shooting. It's generally down to you know how he's reading the game and how he wants the other guys to get going and all of that stuff, but uh, I always liked it when he when he came out firing because mm. it, it's a better tool for everybody else. Mm. Um, and he did in this game, and you know, and he must be assists wise, actually points wise, he must be getting up towards the top twenty or thirty in league history, and assists wise, I think he must be probably top four or five now. Um, yeah, he is. I can't. Uh, I haven't got it off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, so. The um, well, I'll ask you a question. I'll go look it up. So, um, uh, Williams' offensive foul for a push-off start of the third quarter, but the game carried on the way it was going, just up and down, both teams scoring until until the end of the third quarter when Plymouth scored eight in a row to to lead by fourteen going into the fourth. Someone's gonna have to work out a way of defending Dusha and Hassan because at the moment no one's got a way of doing it. Um, and Alvici had 17 assists or something like that in this game, you know, and, and that's because he's throwing the ball. People who are scoring the ball when he gets it, but he's also combined that with the willingness to knock down shots off the catch. So he's one of those rare players whereby you're gonna you've basically got to invent a new scouting report on the fly for him. And in the past, it was kind of he's going to assess the defense, and now um, that you've got to run him off, you've got to get up there into him, and you've got to make him dribble, and then you've got to crowd the lane and try and prevent him from throwing the ball out to any of his teammates and, and getting the particularly from getting the ball to Hassan anywhere in the key because it's an automatic basket. Um, and that's why they're, they're better. Because A, he's playing a bit more. He's, but more importantly, he's playing really well. Um, but B, it takes the ball out of Williams' hands. And Williams is a better player when the ball is in his hands all the time um, because he's a dynamic offensive player. And Manchester, I'm afraid, they didn't appear at any point to have a particular plan for how they were going to guard people. Um, they obviously believe in their offensive talent. They've obviously all got the green light. Um, but and if that game's in Manchester, then I'm quite sure they win it. 
Mm. Um, it's not as implemented, and we know the score, we know the rules, and we know the numbers. So to answer your question, uh, Fletcher is fourth all time in assists. He will go past uh, Ross Saunders into third. Uh, maybe even no, and it'll take him a couple of games, two or three games, to get past Ross Saunders uh, into third. Although then there's a big jump to Nigel Lloyd in second. He's three thousand. I've just gone off it. Three thousand uh, uh, three hundred and eighty-one points before today's game so add another 26 onto that you have to get to 5008 to get into the top 20. Right so he's got, uh, so he's got a bit to go on that that's mm. 36 games that's not two and a half seasons or seasons mm. but we've had some players have been in the league a long time obviously. Mm. Nate Ryan King is number 20 5008. That's pretty good we, um, need, we, need, to get, we need to get that in an archive somewhere we need to be able to see them. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, Manchester got themselves back into the game. Lewis three makes it 94-89. Uh, Fast break, Giants with two minutes to go. Robertson with the putback, 94-91. Uh, then Hawthorne going to the basketball kind of slips out of his hands when it looks like he's about to dunk it. Out of bounds, Giants ball, timeout. And you're thinking, oh, Plymouth are going to give it away here. And all the crowd are up and they're going to give it away mm. at the last minute. Uh, a crazy finish from 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 Nick Lewis, minute and a half to go. That little layup. You know, I mean, interesting though, but that was the lane that Vince went with at the end. He went with Nick Lewis and Fletcher. Well, there was one point where he had, he essentially had five guards on court, yeah. and then I think he then brought Robertson in. It wasn't for very long, but there was yeah. one point where Robertson was basically the five. Yeah, um, and at the end he had Robertson at the four, and I was yeah, and Nick he went with Nick Lewis and. Nick Lewis made a great drive to the rim to get that one-point game, and at that point, yeah, you're thinking, could they really nick this? But you know, it, it, it you know, it always favours the home team. Yeah, like favours the home team. And, and uh, this was the point the clock went off. So at about somewhere around one fifteen would be my guess. Uh, LVC uh, Dusha hits a three to make it ninety-seven. Uh, 93. We were on triple double watch for LVC, but he never yeah. never looked like he was going to get enough rebounds. Um, and then Green with a tough shot with 50 seconds to go to miss. And then we we referenced it in the earlier game 29 seconds to go. Antonio Williams to that comfortable little 14 foot pull up that he has, and, and that, was that was basically the game. the game. I was a little bit surprised, you know, and at that point they were down six, and I thought. They had to get two threes, you know, and, have to, and I thought um, there was 30 seconds, basically the game. But I was surprised Johnson or Robinson wasn't in the game at that point. Mm. It was Fletcher Williams, Robinson was in the game, and mm. Robinson ended up shooting the ball. Yeah. Robinson's not the guy you want shooting the ball. When you're down six with 30 seconds to go, you know, I've been there, the, the, the maths are that you have to get a three. Yeah. If you get a three, then the game, you know, the game is not done. But a two is virtually useless because it remains a two-possession game. Yeah. And the last 25 seconds is different with 55 seconds, but with 30 mm. seconds to go, it has to be a three. And again, right, another drinking reference, we go back to you know the Newcastle game that we lost in the cup quarterfinal against Cheshire where they, we, we threw the ball around the, on the buzzer and OJ made a layup. And we were up 12 with like a minute to go, a minute and a half to go, and we are up six with 30 seconds to go. And a little point guard called Rob Sandoval. Um, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very smart guard. He knew that they needed a three, and he made sure that he got an off-balance fadeaway three right in front of me in the front in the right-hand corner and knocked it down. And suddenly it's a three-point game, and the doubts are there. 
And so having Robertson in at that point, I thought was a mistake. I thought they should have probably had Johnson or Robertson in the game instead. Not that it would have necessarily made a difference, but it would have helped them extend the game. Um, but no, oh, look, what a weekend for Plymouth. Yeah, great weekend for Plymouth. Weekend for those guys. I mean, mm. you know, you know they, they don't don't em- don't underemphasize. It's a long way from Newcastle to Plymouth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they, they just because they're at home doesn't mean they didn't have to make the trip. <laughs> they, 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 they drove back, you know, through the night. Yeah, right? yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning, right? That means that your Saturday is basically screwed. Whichever way you look at it, as a pro, you well, find Dusha was out coaching the under 16s according according to Paul. I've seen players. I've seen pro players coaching. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm cynical on that one, but yeah, he was apparently yeah, and um. But they've got to do something, but mm. it, it means players' body clocks are different, and they've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. got to get right to play, you know. And it's a hell of a thing to come out and, and put 99 points up, you know, mm. in front of your crowd. And, and they just seem to be having fun. And I give, um, obviously, PJ, obviously, PJ is PJ. He's you know, mm. never knowing you're going to put an unprepared team on the court ever. Um, and he's smart enough, to, and he's very, very smart enough to know exactly who needs to be playing and when. Um, but you know, Mark Hedrick Bell, James Hawthorne, these are unproven guys, right? And they're playing a far larger role than PJ probably would have envisaged for them mm. when he signed a team with Joe Hart and Troy Simons in at the beginning of the season. And they're playing, and they are outplaying people. And they're outplaying people with their energy, with their length. And, and, and playing hard is a skill. Tony G told us that. You yeah. Know, playing, playing hard is a skill. It's not, it's not just a thing you can expect, it is a skill. And um, yeah, okay, Dusha and Williams and Hassan are doing what they were brought in to do. But you don't win those games without Hawthorne and Bell flying around and competing. And um, and Brandon just basically being an irritant and knocking down shots. And, you know, it's just an incredible weekend for them. Now, as I say, they're probably going to need another body in in due course um, because you can ride this wave for so long. Um, but eventually they'll wear down. Um, but just enjoy the wave while you're riding it. Uh, so Hassan with his paint touches, which I think completes the set yeah, for absolutely paint touches. Our drinking game. Um, nineteen and eight. Uh, Williams also had nineteen. Dusha sixteen point seventeen assists ties his career high, and eight uh, rebounds. They had six guys in double figures. Plymouth. Um, Fletcher twenty six points and twelve assists. Dirk Williams with. Uh, 16 points and green 14 points and 10 rebounds. So I'll run through the table. I was just trying to quickly check. I did look up earlier when last time Bristol were uh, top of the table. What I do remember was they were tied top four and one, and it was somewhere around 2017 or 2018, but I've not got it. So I can't, uh, I can't be sure about that, but they are top right now with eight wins and three defeats. Second place is London. Seven and two, Leicester a third, uh, seven and three. Sheffield are currently fourth with six wins and six defeats. Manchester five and four. Uh, then it's Plymouth five and five, Cheshire five and seven, Caledonia three and five. They and Surrey have played the fewest games. Newcastle two and seven, and Surrey are one and seven. And we haven't even talked about the fact that we've got another NBA player signed in the league. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't even pick that up. I'm sure we will next week because we will have played by then. One hopes so. Mm. Yeah, it's weird not to be able to complain about something in London, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they are playing. Uh, 
They are playing on ha against Hamburg on Tuesday night. You may recognise the voice. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So we've got a BT Sport outing, have we? Well, it's, it's through the usual uh, Eurocup yeah, thing. Can you write me the BT Sport Complaints Department email? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, well, no, no one will look it up, but for anybody no. listening, we'll put it afterwards. Um, yeah. oh, no, it's cool. That's good. Yeah. I have to do uh, Is there any way I can do a, a live heckle online? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. If there is, you'll find. Well, your wife will find it and tell you. It's probably. Oh, that's great. Um, well, they're playing it at home in Hamburg, in Germany. In, in Germany, yeah, yeah. So, um, we might even get this out before uh, ten o'clock at this rate. It might even be before nine o'clock at this rate. It'd be amazing. Um, so, uh, on that bombshell, uh, me and Dave have got a Sunday night back. Um, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next Sunday night to do it all over again. But for now, go on. <laughs> Enjoy. Have a have a fabulous week. We'll see you next Sunday. Goodbye.